You know, I really wonder what anime will be like in the future. Ah, it's funny you should ask that. I made a time machine, again. That That's a microwave with a lever, a sandwich, and... Is that my cat duct taped to it? Of course, it needs it for the eternal motion engine. <coughs> we'll just jump forward and take a peek. Don't do it. See, where have you been? The future. They made a live action of One Punch Man. Oh yeah, we knew that. That's already in the works right now. Yeah, but they cast Adam Sandler as Saitama. What? Why? No. Oh, Hestia, no. Uh, we, we have to do something about this. Whatever you do, don't listen to her. Uh, D2? Two Ds? If you try and fix it, it gets worse. How much worse are we talking? Five words. Dragon Ball Evolution. The musical. Oh. Don't try and stop the musical. It's replaced by something even more heinous. More heinous than a Garlic Jr. love ballad? You know the guy from The Room? Uh, Tommy Wiseau? He's bought the rights to Naruto. (laughs) He's writing, producing, directing, and starring in it. Oh no, who has? Naruto. Uh, And Hinata. Oh no, man. Oh man, I thought my future was bad. Yeah, yours wins, D3. I'm gonna go back to the musical. It's over 9,000! Uh, Konnichiwa, and welcome to another episode of Kawaii Fi Radio, the podcast where we look into the world of anime and manga. I'm Kyle, and joining me are my co-hosts, Kenny and Dee, who has safely returned from fixing the future, it seems. Yeah, sorry, I kind of had to borrow your cat to power the time machine. (laughs) I made the thing, and I even don't know how it really works. Seems the future has no power points, and instead uses feline power. Oh, okay. I stopped by in 2012 too and fixed that. Wait, Wait, fixed what? Exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> God. Anyway, we've been watching anime that is currently available, <laughs> not anime from the future no. or the 24th century. Um, but um, we've been checking out some of the ones that have been airing this year and some back catalogue stuff too. I think, Kenny, you're watching a, a, a Tome game one? Uh, yes, My Life as a Villainous. Uh, mm-hmm. This is an Isekai one which... Um, the second we heard it, we thought, okay, yes, mm. that is exactly <laughs> the kind of thing we want. And um, I don't know, I'm four episodes in. Am I allowed to give any like gentle spoilers? Uh, uh, well, I think yeah. you, for anyone who's seen the preview, they'll kind of get where you're heading with this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she has a harem. Oh, Ooh. what a surprise. She has a multi-gender harem. Yep. That's and she's semi-clueless about it. Oh. That's even better. <laughs> I yeah. love Wonderful. it. I love this the, show. This is this uh, story about a girl who we believe dies and then is reincarnated inside of a dating game. Mm. As the villainous, the love rival who always <laughs> ends up like... Either dead, dead or banished to a foreign <laughs> land. Yeah. Which is why the uh, secondary line is all uh, all routes lead to doom. Exactly. <laughs> it's like whoever she dates, like if she follows the story as it is in the game, doom. But the way she's sort of played with uh, causality in this, I think it's more likely that everyone will kill each other fighting over her. Mm. Oh no. <laughs> so essentially uh, she has become the ultimate villain. Mm. Pretty much. She may have doomed the entire world. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been watching a heartfelt story called Sing Yesterday for me. Um, To me. For me. Yesterday to me. me. At me. At me. Around me. Yesterday. In and around me. Yes. Anyway, Sing Yesterday Anyway, yes. It's a beautiful 
beautiful show. Mm. Um, this is based on a manga from like the late 90s, early 2000s, oh. which has won some awards and is mm. just like very heartfelt by the community. It's about, um, it almost feels like a coming of age story, except they're all adults. Um, they're all dealing with, you know, the challenges of leaving university and going, what do I do with my life? And also, you know, leaving high school or having a job or what does love actually mean in this modern era? And it, it addresses a lot mm. of these big questions, which a lot of people deal with now in modern media. And this is almost 20 years old. I've only seen like a little bit of this one, but, uh, what are we thinking? Is this going to turn into a kind of romantic dumpster fire like <laughs> Domestic Girlfriend? This is not a oh, Domestic no. Girlfriend. No, 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 no. I hope this is heartfelt. This, this is this looks very heartfelt. And from everything I've read from people who've reviewed the manga and stuff, it, it sounds beautiful. Like, it's... Um, Oh, I'm trying to think of probably the nearest comparison, but like... Um, but is this just something that's going to make people ugly cry by the end? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I really expect there to be some ugly crying by that's the end the of end this. That's the end goal, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. If you're getting stuck in a romance, animes or mangas, that's pretty much where mm. you're expected to go. Like, you need mm. to have that ugly cry and then the uplift afterwards. And then you're just like, yes. That's how you get your serotonin. Yeah, it is. It's, it's how you get your hit. Yeah. <laughs> the, it's, I need my hit. To um, start with depression and then get build up. Yeah, yes. I dig that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but that actually brings us on to something from the back catalogue, which you've been looking at, Dee. I have, yes. So I have been watching Inuyasha. It's been on my list for goodness knows how long. Mm -hmm. I have had so many people tell me that I should watch it because it's right up my alley. And so I started it uh, with the news that there's going to be a sequel. Yeah, or a spin-off spin thing. Or... So I was like, well, maybe it's time to watch it so that I actually understand all of the memes that are going out. And I am so in love with it. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. It's so early 2000. Like, it came, it started in <laughs> mm. 2000. I remember uh, Coco and I had a feud over me calling it Dragon Ball Z for girls. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? It begins anew. <laughs> oh, no. Well, um, we, we should probably talk about what we are um, doing this episode. And as you might have guessed from our wacky opener, we're talking about time travel. It's all always a terrible idea. Mm. Yeah, and while there are a great range of time travel animes out there, such as Orange, mm -hmm. uh, Sangrata Reset, Erased, um, there's, there's does, quite a lot. Does Steinsgate count? Steinsgate mm. kind of straddles the timeline alternative dimensions mm. uh, border, so it's a bit of both. Gotcha. Um, but we've kind of settled on talking about a couple of films and something from KyoAni's back catalogue, which we've touched on before. <laughs> and uh, hey, obviously, if you are enjoying what you're hearing so far, maybe hit that subscribe button because we need love. Please we need love it. us. Please. Yes, in, in this time, in this time of hardship. Gimme, gimme. No, no, wait. What is it that every other ad is saying? It's not in this time of hardship. Oh, in this time of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. In this time, yes. Is in this time of uncertainty, you can rely on Kawaii Fi anime to bring you the latest news, reviews, and gossip from around the world. We need soft Please guitar sign music up. to back us. <laughs> we, we need like someone on ukulele, like a whistle. No. Look, but before we do get into this episode stuff, we are going to talk about the news. Making headlines. Really? Sort of. Anime news. Well, it is time to once again look at what's been going on in the world of anime and manga the past fortnight. And of course, that means we need to talk about, well, Inuasha and the spin-off. Yes, um, that's what that means we need to talk about. Yeah, this time <laughs> it does, because we talked about it earlier, we mentioned it, and if we didn't, it would be a crime. It that, would that, be, that, to be honest here. This is true. Now, so, tell us more. Well, this is a new anime spin-off of the series titled Yashahime Princess Half Demon, which is a 
cool, pretty sounding mm. name for it too. Mm. Um, and it's expected to release in fall this year, which is October. I, yeah, October would be the end of fall. Would it be? No, November. October, November, I reckon. October, November, yeah. Um, but it's part of the fall season and it's um, – if you've read like uh, Ranma mm-hmm. or uh, read or watched Ranma, original Inuasha, mm-hmm. um, the manga creator for all those, uh, Rumiko Takahashi, um, she's designed all the new characters so it's going to be consistent Smashing. to the original one. It's going to be so good. And so much of the original Inuasha team has actually reunited over at Sunrise to create this. That's mm. that's actually really cool. It's like yeah. all that really suggests to me is that they like really enjoyed working on it and just want more of that. Yeah, which, which is says great really cool. things about a studio and an anime. Mm. Mm. They want to create probably just another Inuyasha. I hope so. I'm I, so excited. Like if we could get like another seven seasons, oh, <laughs> like, just like come on, let's do it. Let, let's try. Let's do something nuts this time. <laughs> it worked for Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. It definitely did. Um, I think that the original episode director is the director. The mm-hmm. script writer's returned. The character designer has returned to, you know, adapt what Rumiko has designed. More beautiful anime boys. Yep, and music yeah. composer of the original series has also returned. Mm. Some of the animators are back. It's just kind of a bit like, this is going to be an all-star cast. Oh, that's great. Behind I'm actually going to need to watch this anime, though. I'm yeah. keen for, like, a rejig of the early, like, 2000s anime style, mm. but in, like, with modern... Like editing because yeah. it's going to be so good. It's going to yeah. be so smooth. It's going to be beautiful. Be beautiful. Um, but yeah, they've kind of um, set out an interesting storyline for this because mm. um, the daughters of Seshomaru and Inuasha set out on a journey transcending time. There's oh a what, what, what a surprise. It Just, kind of fits ah, in what we're talking about this Enough with time travel. It's a terrible yeah. idea. So the, in feudal Japan, half-demon twins Toa and Setsuna are separated from each other during a forest fire, and while desperately searching for her younger sister, Toa wanders into a mysterious tunnel that sends her into present-day Japan, mm. where she's found and raised by Kagome Higurashi's brother, Sota, and his family. Ten years later, said tunnel that connects the two eras has reopened, allowing Toa to be reunited with Setsuna, who is now a demon slayer. Um, but to her shock, Setsuna appears to have lost all memories of her older sister. Mm. So, joined by Moroha, the daughter of Inuasha and Kagome, the three young women travel between the two eras back and forth on an adventure mm-hmm. to regain their missing past. So, it's time travel. It absolutely is time travel. It's going to be amazing. Be <laughs> There's a lot of uh, talk of who the daughters. Uh, mm, is there? Yeah, who the other partners, the mothers and dads Ooh. are. So, I'm, I'm going to assume like probably other characters from the series and yes. all that. There's a lot of people, I don't quite understand like the references behind it just yet because I haven't gotten far enough into it, but mm. there's a lot of people saying that they don't want, that they think it might be Rin is one of the mothers, oh, but okay. I don't know who Rin's character is yet. So I feel like <laughs> probably an antagonist of some form. Absolutely. Considering the memes that came out about it, it's probably a bad time, but oh. I'm really <laughs> excited. It's going to be really good. It, it's going to be great. And, you know, Rumi Kotekahashi stuff just oh, it lasts forever. Absolutely. Like it's it's hilarious that you can watch Ramar today and it's still funny despite, mm. you know, the gender the changes in, you know, attitudes towards mm. gender Absolutely. and mm. so on. And it, it's it's still funny. Yeah, <laughs> so. even with Inuyasha, like watching the original, um, mm. like Kagome is a very strong female character and that was great for mm. the fact that it came out in 2000. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but we also need to talk about Brand New Animal because that's coming mm. back, uh, coming to international yeah. Netflix on June 30th. At last. Been holding out for this. Oh, I know. So like, we saw the preview. Um, mm. I think I can't remember if Dee saw the preview with us or if no. it was just, no, it must it have just later. been you and me, Kenny, because I think it was before you joined us. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we saw like they, they released the first three episodes on Netflix in mm. Japan. Um, like It's like a quick like, hello, 
have a look at this for like this weekend. And we were just like, you know, on the phone, hey, mate, we've got a friend in Japan, as we've mentioned in previous podcasts. And we're just like, odds, oh, we need your login again. Can we get on there and just like have a quick check of it? And it's like, oh, this looks amazing. Go and need to buy that guy a beer. Yeah, so it, it looks like Promare the series, essentially. Mm. <laughs> just that it's. Which we wanted, but. <laughs> Very pro man. Very pro man. Um, but um, yeah, English subtitle promo trailer video is out on Twitter. Um, the Check video, it well, if you don't know about Brand New Animal, it's about a world where there's animal humans, it, like uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Anthropomorphized yeah. animal humans, mm. essentially. Um, and smash Zootopia and Dragon Ball together. Let's see what happens. Mm. Dark and gritty. I, I know I say like um, Beastars is dark and gritty yes. Zootopia, but this is. Dark, gritty Zootopia with Dragon Ball vibes. Yes, with more yeah. human, human elements people. Yeah. yeah, instead of just being animalists. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's humans with animal characteristics. Characteristics. Yeah. yeah, but I haven't seen any cat girls, which actually makes me quite pleased because I I feel like that would kind of immediately. If they did that in like, I mean, I've only mm. seen like the images from the first few episodes, but if they did that, I feel like it would immediately. Um, take away from all the mm. other unique looking characters they've got like you know a wolf guy or a mm. jaguar girl and stuff a like that uh, and a mink i believe yeah there's a mink um no I she's like not minks. a raccoon she's a tanuki, tanuki which is essentially a raccoon so yes, <laughs> they're just almost. cooler and appear in cool. mario so an animal crossing mm -hmm. oh they do too don't they mm -hmm. um oh and we obviously need to talk about the ever-growing list of coronavirus delays um i'll go through <laughs> this quickly so pokemon's upcoming 23rd film has been delayed due to the virus shutdown in cinemas um then to open on july 10 also pokemon twilight wings which uh, airs on youtube the short like 10 minute episode thing mm. um, also had its upcoming fifth episode delayed till June 5th um, that's a month delay because they're releasing them once a month mm. um, season two of quintessential quintuplets originally slated for October is now delayed till January next year mm. um, the season's gal and dino has delayed its future episodes um, episodes one to five are now re-airing in place of episode eight onwards um, mm. unclear when that's coming back for the rest of it but they are the studio says they do still plan to finish it um, Bungo and Alchemist episode 5, 6 and 7 are now going to air this month um, after uh, episode 4 was actually delayed for two weeks so we thought mm. there was going to be another delay but no seems yeah. they're good um, Food Wars 5th season not returning till July mm. um, with three episode episode 3 onwards delayed um, they're currently re-airing re -airing episode 4 in its place so you know mm. if people are behind then at least that's a way to do it um, return date not locked in for that they say July or later so oh that's never um, a good time no uh, season three of teen romantic comedy snafu similarly rescheduled for July possibly later due mm. to virus um, but there is some good news um, sing yesterday for me Arte and Ascendance of a Bookworm have all announced on Twitter they've completed production are ready to air their entire season <gasps> so no delays for these three they will be consistent for the rest That's of the good. season I believe listeners also announced something with Mappa yeah. saying that they were almost done fantastic um, um, and then there's been a couple of others who've just went, well, we're not going to finish. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So, yeah. Um, now, also making the news over the past fortnight. 
So there have been several new animes added to streaming service catalogs this past fortnight. Funimation have added the missing Monogatari franchise episodes along with Kill la Kill, Erased and Occultic 9. Crunchyroll have also added almost the entire back catalogue of the City Hunter series, including the series 1 to 4th season and TV specials and films. And HBO have announced the new streaming platform will be launching with 17 anime series taken from Crunchyroll's back catalogue, and they're going to add more every quarter. Funimation have announced it's going to hold its Funimation Con 2020 anime convention virtually on July 3 and 4. Um, this event has been described as a two-day stream of cosplay meetups, industry panels, Q&A sessions and more according to the company and that's obviously in place of their um, series that they, uh, well the, the convention they were meant to be doing on uh, July uh, one and two, so at least it's only a couple of days later. Heading to the bookshelves, Shonen Jump has teased a special project is in the works for The Promised Netherland, with the manga expected to end soon. The series has a second season anime in the works, along with the live-action film due for release towards the end of the year and into next year. Also entering its final arc is the novel series for that time I was reincarnated as a slime. Its 18th volume is marking the start of the finale. Uh, author Fuse has said he's considering writing a series of spin-off series after the franchise is completed but there's no confirmed details on what these stories will entail or when they'll be set. And in dub news, Crunchyroll has debuted English dubs for Tower of God, My Next Life as a Villainous, and The Eighth Son, Are You Kidding Me? over the past fortnight, with the dub series expected to release weekly from here on out. And some of the previously halted dubs are also returning, including Somali in the Forest Spirit, Science Fell in Love, Inspector, and Welcome to Demon School, Arumikul. All these are returning to finish their runs, um, once again returning to a weekly schedule. And High Dive have announced English dubs for both Senryu Girl and Run With The Wind are now live on their streaming platforms, so you can check them out right now. And that's your anime news for the week ending May 17, 2020. The Wi-Fi Radio. We'll be there on time. There's 20 minutes of ads. Cinema Club. Right now, I would give a lot to have 20 minutes of ads. Mm, yeah, kind of I would cinemas. pay for those 20 minutes of ads. <laughs> I'd pay for those honest. 20 minutes of ads. I miss the cinemas so much. <laughs> yes, but uh, I feel on. like it would be unwise to go immediately after yes. everything reopens. There's a lot of memes going around saying, you know, like the first wave of people to head out after the coronavirus restrictions are lifted. And it's like, you know, they show uh, pictures of lemmings <laughs> or red shirts yes. from Star Trek. I've seen one yes. of Magneto going, in por- in chess, the pawns go first. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, hopefully... Hopefully, um, we'll be able to hit the cinemas soon um, and see, you know, some of the films that have been delayed and that we'll hopefully be getting again soon. But that brings us on to our first time-travelling wonder. And, Dee, I believe this was the first time you saw it. It was. Uh, so we are talking about The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Which I utterly adore. Oh, it was beautiful. I don't think I was quite emotionally ready for that roller coaster of a time. I know. <laughs> so it got massive acclaim in the anime community, mm. which is, mm. you know, goes without saying. Yeah. It's oh, it's beautiful to see. Yeah, it's always been one that I kind of saw in the background and was like, I'll watch that eventually. It's on my list. I'll get it's, there It's eventually. got cool cover art. It has sure. really cool cover art. I was like, why is there a girl jumping? I don't understand. And then, then after a while, you start realizing. Oh. You're like, oh, oh, I get uh, it now. Uh, um, so yeah. it originally uh, came out in 2006, which mm. when we found out, we were all quite shocked. Um, yeah. The art style is beautiful. 
it's, it's very really lasted smooth. for its yeah. time. It must have been just ludicrously amazing. Mm, mm. Absolutely, it's like it's a very interesting art style. Um, yeah, because the lines aren't always very heavily defined, are they? Yeah, and it's very flat. There's not a lot of shading in a lot of the characters, which is mm. an interesting design choice, but it works fantastically That's for it. That's kind of indicative of the director's work. Uh, that's Mamoru Hosoda, or yep. Hosoda Mamoru? I think so. One of the ways. Mm. One of the ways, yes. <laughs> and uh, he's done work on uh, the Digimon movie ages ago. Uh, Summer Wars, which I think mm-hmm. came after this one. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, his art style is very recognisable. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Watching like other work that he'd done after watching this one, I was like, ah, oh, I see it. Yeah. It just got kind of more fancy as more <laughs> tools came out. It's kind of like seeing uh, Makoto Shinkai. You know it's it's one of his works. Yes. Yeah, because you go look at all the pretty rain and the lights <laughs> and the lens flare, but nice lens flare. <laughs> Not J.J. Abrams' lens flare oh. where it blinds you. <laughs> Not that there's Bad. anything wrong with that, but there's a time and place for it and you don't Absolutely. want it in every scene. Kind of almost like a little slice of light. A little bit of a snippet, yeah. which is nice. I think a lot of the time when it comes to like uh, time travel animes and mm. stuff like that, it's like worldly consequences of changing time. Yeah, it's where, so serious. Yeah, where it's kind of just one person's, well, kind of one person. I mean, it does have like actions. a flow on effect. It kind of um, mm. embraces the idea of the butterfly effect. Yeah. Um, you know, where one action can cascade and cause many other things to happen. But at the same time, it doesn't go heavy into the uh time travel, space-time continuum techno babble, yeah. which is always nice, but it does lead to the people who are exposed to that thing regularly wondering what's happening. It's like, you, you see, okay, so remember, is she removing herself from these timelines? Mm-hmm. What's going on? I remember I tried to explain to you how Infinity War worked, and you were just like, nah. <laughs> yeah, no, Infinity War is one of those ones you can't really explain without watching it. The, the way they oh, no, it. after he'd watched it, I explained how it worked, and he still wasn't pleased. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, no, you've broken it. No, it works. No, no, it does. <laughs> Debate for another time. <laughs> we'll just all agree that time travel's a bad idea and none of us should do it. Yes, I've, he- I've told you guys this thing many, many times. We've had this conversation eight times. Don't do time travel. Do <laughs> I'll put the cat down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so a girl who let through time follows um, Marketo... Kono? Yes. Yes, and Kono she Makoto? is a... Yes. Kono Makoto Makoto Kono? Makoto 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 Kono. Sorry. She's a high um, and it kind of follows her like slice of life adventures mm. with her two male best friends, which I think is a lovely touch because in mm. a lot of animes you see it tends to be just one guy and yeah. two girls, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes that's how friendships work. Mm-hmm. But it's nice because she's kind of a tomboy. She's kind of out there. Yeah. She has the generic uh, anime protagonist of being late a lot. Yeah. But she never had toast in her mouth at one she, at a single point. No, she didn't. But she was eating breakfast at one point, I think. Yeah. It's, yeah. At the door. it's it kind of the staple. If you're late for something, you have toast in your mouth. I was doing with that on the way here with a muffin, to be honest. Oh, I was really? driving with a muffin. Don't <laughs> do that, kids. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go buy a muffin after this. I don't really want a muffin coffee. I, I, I want muffin. <laughs> there's a lot of really beautiful themes throughout mm. um, it as well. Um, there's kind of like they play basketball a lot. Not basketball. Baseball. baseball. Oh. They're the, vastly different sports. The, remember I did that a few weeks ago? Hmm? Played baseball? No. no said basketball. baseball when I meant basketball and oh, vice versa. There you go. Here in Osora. It's, it's just opposite see, way They're around. just clearly, uh, clearly So, yeah, uh, something happens to change the paradigm of her daily life, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. So she, uh, just before this big change, big shift happens, she sees something written on a blackboard that says, time waits for no one. Yeah. Written in broken uh, Japanese. Yes. There's hmm. a little emoji under it. It's very yeah. cute. 
Um, <laughs> and then she is in a science room, gets startled by something and falls on a walnut-shaped object, which she doesn't know what it is. Mm. And, and then it just disintegrates. Yeah, it just disintegrates in her mm. hand. She doesn't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, she, well, it's already been a very unlucky day for her. Mm. I love how the episode starts day. out. Her <laughs> episode, the, the, the that movie? day starts out her saying, "I'm normally a lucky person," mm. and she just has bad luck the entire Honestly, day. Honestly, the worst day. Absolutely, bad things don't happen in threes to her. It happens all the time. Yeah, every time in three hundreds. <laughs> a guy gets thrown at her. Yeah, um, she flunks a test. What else was there? She ran late. Very uh, late. She uh, burned a tempura, which started <gasps> That's a fire. Right. Yes, it started yep. a fire. She burned a tempura, which then scared someone when she backed into them, and then they threw something, and then it started a massive fire. Yep. It was just a bad time all around. But there was good cabbage, so that's, that's important. There was good yes, cabbage. There it there means good it's a cabbage. good anime. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 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 um, and then um, there's an issue with her bike as well. Yes, uh, mm. a very maybe fatal issue with her yeah. bike. Um, that was the moment where I knew that I was going to be in for the long haul for this film and it was going to be sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, her brakes fail at a, uh, at a train crossing. At the bottom mm. of a hill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then oh. suddenly she ends up back in time. She's back again. She's mm. back in a situation that she thought she was in maybe two seconds ago. Um, mm-hmm. And so she kind of picks herself up and goes and visits her witch aunt. Which isn't, she's not actually a witch. Yeah, That's I just love how they, like, they call her Auntie Witch, and it's like she works in a That's museum. What I want to be. I want to be named that. Auntie but witch. yeah, it's uh, so she explains the weird happening beforehand to her Auntie Witch, and the Auntie Witch is just like, oh yeah, you time jumped. Everyone yeah. does it. Has yeah. like, what? <laughs> Girls your age do it all the time. It's called time leaping. Like, and. Uh, uh, do do, do is this a, is this a thing you do? The D have you ever time leaped? I'm not telling you my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Don't can, do it. can you tell me tomorrow's lotto numbers, please? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a rule against the continuum. I cannot reveal. I can't reveal it. I can't do it. I can't change it. Although you get chased by Doc Brown if you do. Yeah. Great Scott. Mm, <laughs> I think he'd be real mad at me. I don't want him to be disappointed in me. To be honest, <laughs> he'd run you over with a DeLorean, and they're not light cars. No, that would hurt, especially at. 80 kilometers and 80 miles <laughs> 80, an hour 80 or something. Miles 80, an hour. Maybe it's 88 miles that's per hour. What it is. You're, You're going to see die. some serious. <laughs> You're going to see some serious pain, that's yes. for sure. But I mean, th- this is one of those films that just tugs at the heartstrings the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like, as you said, in that first 10 minutes, it pulls you in very quickly. Oh, so quickly. They're such, just such relatable characters, yes. especially as like high schoolers. Their mm. dialogue together, it's very, very natural, very mm. charming. Yeah, and because we're so used to seeing like anime characters in high school who are just kind of a bit too ideal if mm. that makes mm. sense. Like they're yeah. idealised versions of what high school life is like. And this doesn't really idealise it. it. You know, you see other kids getting bullied. You see people getting mm. in trouble. You see people struggling to communicate. Yeah. Um, and the, the way the voice actors do it is amazing it's, too. Oh, it's beautiful. And what's nice is that none of kind of like the main three or four characters are like the school president or like the class president or anything. Yeah. They're just student kind of characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, student council president. I think the only one that's kind of like a high achiever um, is Kisaki, who oh, yeah. is studying to be a doctor. Yeah. Or his dad. His dad is a doctor and he's studying to do medicine. And he brings up a couple of times just saying that, you know, he needs to do better. Yeah. Because he want, this is what he wants and that's his goal and he's trying to achieve mm. it, which is really, really beautiful because it kind of makes them relatable that they're working towards a goal. They're not yeah. just suddenly really good at something. Yeah. And, you know, he's a good looking dude. He is. Very so cute. all the girls are looking at him in the class and, you know, trying to peek at him and everyone's like, ooh, is he dating anyone? Yeah. And is him and Marco dating? No. Who knows? knows? 
And uh, at a ver- at a point, uh, Makoto tries to like um, play with that whole thing. She mm. actually tries to set him up a couple of times, mm. and like you said, uh, communication fails a few times. And oh, so real badly. It just ends with a. <laughs> I feel when you're the one person that knows how every timeline's supposed to go, and you say something to someone, and they haven't experienced that same timeline, it's just going to be a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. I would be terrified if my friend told me that all of a sudden I was doing something or someone was like my partner, and I'd be mm. like, "When did that happen? Yeah. What did I miss?" How do you know that? Oh, you told me just not yet. Mm. <laughs> Spoilers. I mean, like, there's so the, the, there's those two and Chiaki, the three of them together Absolutely. all hang out. They play baseball. Um, I don't know if it really qualifies as baseball or more catch, but well, know, like, it's de- it's definitely uh, argued throughout it about yeah. whether it's actually baseball or whether it's just catch. Yeah, um, Chiaki but... definitely. Uh, teases Makoto a lot throughout the film, and mm-hmm. it's really, really beautiful. It is. They, the dynamic between the three of them is just so well done. Mm. And um, you know, when, when you start, you start seeing odd things happening, like in the background or these little scenes that are inserted at the start. Mm. That all start to piece together the further you get in. So yeah, got, absolutely. I mean, I know that's typically how films play out, but the, this does a really good job with the breadcrumb trail because it's not too over the top it's not too obvious it's just like you know oh you thought that was just a scenery shot but something that but happened actually, in that scenery shot was something important yeah mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like little bits and pieces that are kind of themes throughout it like there's lots of uh, ladybugs every now and yeah. then throughout the film which i thought was a really cute touch at first i was like oh cute ladybugs mm-hmm. and then i started seeing them more and more and i was like oh they mean something um just adorable oh there's such it's such a nice thing to have as like a continuum because obviously yeah there's the butterfly effect Mm. which everyone kind of sees you're like oh yeah it's a blue butterfly okay it's the butterfly effect having ladybugs is kind of like a nice twist on it because it Mm. also makes it more i wonder if that is japan's equivalent like because obviously like um ladybugs are a bit more well at least they were at least a a lot more common in japan than you know um Butterflies. Butterflies. Blue yeah. butterflies. Blue yeah. butterflies. Um, but I wonder if it's like a, a local regional belief or something it similar could be, to yeah. that. Yeah, we should look into it. Um, well, look, th- this is something that I feel like if you're into any form of anime film, you should check out at yes. some point. It like, kind of, it. it's really good because it kind of caters to everyone. It's got slice of life. It's mm. like kind of romance. It's time travel. Bit there's, of sci fi. There's a yeah. little bit of sci fi in there. Bit of drama the too. There's a bit of drama. It pulls at your heartstrings. I don't like. I was Oof. tearing up a little bit towards the end, and then like the credits rolled, and I just sobbed. You did. <laughs> I like. I don't think I moved the last like half hour. Uh, of the I film. looked over at you, and you just been sitting there with your hands up next I to your face so for stressed. like a good forty minutes. Yeah, I got like, pins and needles in my hands because I didn't move them for so long. <laughs> she hasn't moved. Is she okay? Do you? Are you alive? Okay. I'm fine. I don't know. I'd say that is a winning endorsement. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love this film. It, it pulls you in straight away. It keeps you mm. really, really tied in for so long and there's nothing that really breaks your immersion, which yeah. is wonderful. This is great as well because it's actually quite widely available thanks to Funimation. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You can catch it on Funimation, Wackenim, Anime Lab. Um, it all depends on your region. If it's not on them, it'll be on Amazon or Netflix. They both have it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even some of your third-party services like YouTube actually sell the um, like through Google Play. Mm-hmm. You can buy it through there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of ways for you to get, get access to it. But um, if you're like, and this is something you've seen in the background and just been putting off saying you're going to watch it do yourselves a favor check it out now Mm -hmm. it's an absolute disservice that I haven't watched it 
Well, until now, I, d- I wouldn't I call wouldn't, it a I wouldn't say a disservice to myself. It's a disservice to yourself, yes. yes but it's not like you know, ooh, bad. Like you know, you haven't watched this movie, and uh, you know, every, everyone should watch the Breakfast Club sort of thing. And then I've they got the Breakfast Club. I'm guilty of being a bit of a purist and mm-hmm. reacting. Well, I, I, I hadn't seen um, what was it, Ferris Bueller's Day Off until oh, recently. Mm. Um, oh wow! And uh, up until that point, I'd always just been like, you know, yeah, uh, Matthew Broderick's a wet towel. And then I've seen that, and I'm like, I love Matthew Broderick. Oh, so <laughs> you really suit that role. No, I'm guilty of doing it for anyone that hasn't seen. Uh, Predator, The mm-hmm. Godfather, original Terminator or Terminator 2, mm. uh, Alien, but that one gets a miss for being horror. But yeah, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. Anyway, we should continue on and travel a little bit further back into time. Kawaii Radio. I think I watched that as a kid. Oh yeah, I remember that. Back catalogue. Uh... <laughs> This is going to hurt your brains. Oh, no. We're going to be talking about the melancholy of Harui Suzumiya, which it. we did touch on briefly when we were talking about Kyoto Animation a few months ago, um, quite a few months ago, actually. But um, you might have seen Harui Suzumiya's little personage floating around the internet. She became very, very popular. Um, I've seen stickers of the SOS Brigade's logo or her form in red on the back of race cars. This thing became an instant classic when Mm. it was released. Everyone just sort of fell in love and was intrigued. Mm. Now, this was done by Kyoto Animation. Season 1 aired in 2006. Season 2, 2009, followed by the film in 2010. Mm. Um, Comedy, mystery, parody, school, sci-fi. But this is the important part, slice of life. This isn't actually talking about something with massive world-ending implications, but at the same time, it is. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I feel like the term slice of life is just kind of thrown around a lot. I mean... I think it's because half the episodes qualify for it. Well, I feel like slice of life just means, you know, it's set in a high school and there's some real-world stuff going on, mm. but also dragons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, it's originally from a light novel series by uh, Naguru Tanigawa, and um, if you've not seen Harui or heard of it. Um, here's basically the rundown. Typical high school student, Kion. He's long given up on his belief in any form of supernatural behaviour or anything. So he then meets Harui Suzumiya, a rather strange and eccentric girl in his class, and quickly finds out it's the supernatural she's interested in most. Aliens, time travellers, espers. She actually declares to the classroom, I have no interest in normal humans. I am only interested if you're an alien, a time traveller, or an esper. Would you call this uh, Chinabio? I feel like there's an element of Chinibio, except it's a bit more than that, because technically speaking, Harui is God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so with a lack of what Harui deems to be good clubs in the school, uh, Kion accidentally inspires her to form her own club. So the SOS Brigade has formed a club which specialises in all that is supernatural. I feel like you need to go back to the part where you said she's God. Yeah, much to his chagrin, Kion, along with the silent bookworm Yuki Nagato, the shy and timid Mikuru Asahina, and the perpetually smiling Itutaki Kazumi are recruited as members, each being... A alien, a time traveller, and uh, uh, Esper. To their knowledge. Yeah, well, they, they are aware of it. Harui is not. That's beautiful. Um, so, the literally being... wheeled them into existence. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> she is God. She is God. She has God and she does not. She has the God power of God and, God and not, anime on no, her side. Exactly. And so, these three different, uh, like, 
parties are part of organizations, if I remember correctly. Yep, Kion is the only normal one. And these three individuals who have joined the club are actually there on behalf of their organization to study Harui. Because uh. they're just like, she has broken everything. <laughs> so, wait. So they're kind of willed into existence, but they belong to organizations which would probably have some kind of a history. Yeah. So did she will that entire history? Into we his- have no idea. Um, I've been reading the manga. I'm still not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this needs to go next to time travel. It's something you just don't yeah. do. It's one of those don't, don't ask be questions. God. Just enjoy. Like, well, just don't be God. It's, it's, it's only, it's, it's like, you know, if you're a God, okay, it causes problems. But when you're a time traveling God as well, that's an even bigger problem. Mm. So Don't be a time traveling God. So let, let, let's address the elephant in the room about the Harui Suzumiya series. Episode order. It was oh, originally no. aired in non-linear order, meaning episodes were interspaced with each other. Um, the prologue and the first seven chapters of the first novel were intermixed with chapters from the later novels. Um, the next episode preview features two different uh, uh, episode numberings, one from Harui, which is the correct chronological order, yep, and one from Kion, who is giving them the broadcast order. Um, the DVD what? release starts with episode zero and they are then shown in chronological order. It gets better. The second season was aired in Japan as part of a re-airing of the whole series with the new episodes mixed in with the first season because some of those happened during the first season. Oh, come on. That's <laughs> horrific. Also, how do you have an episode zero? Yep, That's it's, not how it works. The episode zero is the film they made. So they show you the film they made before the season starts. Oh, yeah, the characters make a short film during the show because Harry, he wants to basically become rich and famous. Yep, yep. I would die for her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So to make sense of this series, um, the second airing that happened in 2009 where it has them in chronological order, uh, a lot of people argue about this, but if you're completely unfamiliar with this, seeing things out of order is confusing. Yeah, I did uh, like, take a look into a couple of forums. Even just to this year, there are still like it's still hardcore debates split. on what the correct order is. Like, there are anime purists who say you should watch it in the broadcast order because that's the order it was broadcast in for a reason. Well, by the same thing, you can get on and say that Endless 8 was a great idea despite it oh. being the same episode eight times, mm-hmm. which we'll get to mm-hmm. in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of speculation that the original broadcast order was so the first season would actually end on a high because you've got six episodes essentially which are the first book and if that ended in the middle of the season then the last six episodes kind of feels a bit redundant Mm, I guess because of that but when you take into account the whole 25 episodes combined it actually works I'm kind of reminded of another series uh, Firefly Mm. Uh, Mm. that was like this immensely well it became immensely popular afterwards but it was aired in, in the, the wrong, wrong order, order. Yeah. not intentionally, just because of poor management. And because of that, it didn't get its second series, which is long considered a crime against media to this mm. day. It so such a crime. how mm. can it be that, you know, something that like that happens to this. Firefly, but yeah. if it's done to this anime... Hey, fun fact, what year was Firefly? Oh, Mid-2000s, wasn't it? Don't tell me it's around the same. It's, it's, I think it's within 18 months of the airing of Harui, either side, oh, that Firefly s- came out in the wrong order and Harui's come out in technically the wrong chronological order. Oh, um, mother of Hestia. So it came out in 2002. 2002, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. So four years after. <laughs> um, so, look, uh, But the thing is, is that the non-linear order is how it's written in the light novels. 
it kind of jumps and changes. So you have the light novel covers one thing and then a book of short stories and then another light, the, the third light chapter, well, third volume of the light novel continues the main story and then another uh, interspersed section of short stories. Um, but as far as like the actual chronology goes, it makes sense to watch it in the chronological order because it now doesn't have to end on a high because you end with the film, which mm. is by far probably the best part of the Harui series. Mm. It's just so well done. And that's only the fourth book, and there's like 18 books. Oh, it's goodness. like I'm, I'm, I'm slowly making my way through the manga. and See, oh. this, this is why you don't do time travel. Everything's <laughs> out of order. Um, don't do it. Let, let's, let's address Endless 8. So second season of Harui came out. You had the first episode, Bamboo Leaf Rhapsody, which was great, which technically happens after the end of episode chronological <laughs> six. So okay. that, that's one which is then you have to watch during the first season. Okay. And then Endless 8 happens. And Endless 8 is a series of time loops. Start right, what? Yeah. So it's resulting in the characters repeating the last week of their summer holidays over and over until Harui is satisfied. Harui doesn't realise she's put everyone in a time loop and acts the same every time. And as they never remember... Remember that it's almost uh, a time loop. When it resets, they have to figure it out again. The <sighs> only person who knows it's a time loop is Nagato because technically she's an alien who is located somewhere else but just embodying the character. Oh, so wow. she's the only one who's aware, but she's quiet and her role is to be non-interferer. Hmm. She's just meant to observe. So technically she can't tell them that they're in a time loop until so they boring. figure it out. Oh, God. Um, so... As they never remember that it's a time loop when it resets, they have to figure it out again. It goes on for 15,000 cycles. That's almost 300 years. Wow. They aged well. Yeah, they <laughs> aged really well. Um, it resets on the night of August 30 every time. And to be honest, like, they did it and everyone in the community hated it. It's not mm -hmm. how it was done in the manga. It's not how it's done in the light novel. Uh, so why is it so reviled? It's essentially the same episode eight times just with different things added and removed. They might go to the Obon Festival one episode or might go to the beach instead the next episode um, uh, or go to the mm, beach twice or go to the pool twice. Yeah. Um, but that's nuts. Here's how you watch it. Watch episode one to experience, understand what's going on. Episode two where they discover what's going on and then watch episode eight mm. and you're done. Uh, and so the rest of those episodes are... The same as episode two. Dear God. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. So, I mean, look, everyone hates it because they're like, you wasted eight weeks of my time. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, you were excited for Harui and it's just like, I don't know when it's going to stop. Maybe it'll be different this week. Is this a rerun? No. What's yeah, going on? Exactly. Maybe it'll be different next week. Yeah, so all the rest of the episodes are the same as episode two with just slight changes. Um, but if you watch things in, like, the um, chronological order it recommends, you have, like, you know, your first thing, the big story arc, which explains the relationship between Hyun and Harui. Rui, and then you've got all these little side stories, then you've got the making the film, Endless 8 happening, um, and then it finishes with the film, which is Kion getting sent back in time. Well, mm -hmm. he gets sent back in time during the series, and then he gets sent back to a parallel world in time. Yep. He's the reason why we got Dragon Ball Evolution, isn't it? No, no, <laughs> no. I still blame that on Harui. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's no. um, but yeah, so the, the film is a parallel world where um, Harui actually went to a different school and wasn't so Chunibyo, but is still God. 
Oh. Um, and that <laughs> that then created a spin-off series called The Disappearance of Nagato Yuki because in this world, Nagato is not an alien. Um, you know, all the characters are not... <laughs> She's just a very, very sweet girl from what I saw from manga. Yeah, and it's adorable. And that's um, the world which he accidentally ends up in. Um, and, you know, Nagato being a young girl really likes Kion. Mm. And it's oh. really cute. That's very um, But the way the film works and plays out is it... He's gone back to before the events of the first episode of Harui, mm-hmm. and he's now experiencing the same storyline in this alternative setting, essentially. Oh. Yeah. So it's really cool because, like, um, Harui's at a different school. It's same, same, but different. Yeah. It's, so mm-hmm. it's just everything slightly off kilter. And it's, um, yeah, it's really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember how they ended up there. I think it might even be Nagato that sent him over into that spot or someone's messed with the timeline. You've got to go fix it sort of yeah. thing. Sounds bonkers. Yeah, it's great. It's a really good watch and I can highly recommend it. Just quickly, um, looking up what uh, Harui actually names the club. It's called the <laughs> SOS Brigade, which yeah. is short for... Spreading excitement all over the world with Harui Suzumiya Brigade, which is very cute and very long. Yeah, and depending on which translation you get, there's variations like um, Save Our World with Overloading It With Fun, Harui Suzumiya Brigade. <laughs> I like that um, it has her name in it, though. That's oh, very Every single cute. one of them has Harui Suzumiya Brigade. Because yes. when she initially goes to um, put the club form is, mm-hmm. and it just was called Harui Suzumiya's Club, oh, <laughs> and they're just like... You can't do that. You can't do that. You need at least three club members. That's every club anime ever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, we need to get... uh, We might get disbanded. (laughs) And then there's an exchange student who comes who's the Esper. Yep, yep. So you've got um, Yuki who they um, overtake her club because she was the only member of the book club. Of essentially, course. the literary club. So they absorb her into it, take her room. And then you've got um, Asahina, who's just like, oh, I need an idol sort of character, someone who's pretty and good looking. And she's from the year above us, so I'll drag her into mm-hmm. it. And then there's, yeah, the mysterious exchange student who's the Nesper. It's like, you must also come. Just also join us. We'll be your friends. Kion's just sitting there going, Am I the only normal person here? Yes. Yes, yes you are. <laughs> Am I the only normal person in the school? Yes. You're Every other anime is friend. happening here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But look, um, if you want to check it out, you can find it on Anime Lab, Crunchyroll, Funimation, and Netflix. Varies depending on region, but um, it'll be on one of those four platforms mm-hmm. and can highly recommend it. Um, w- the way it's normally listed is in the correct chronological order, mm-hmm. so you don't get confused. Uh, I'm um, already confused. Yeah, so you same. won't have to worry I've about that. I've watched it and I'm confused. I-, I know at least on Crunchyroll they have it all in the normal order, so all you have to do is just hit play and you can watch it through in the way it's meant to be. Okay, Excellent. good. Crunchyroll. So uh, Sponsor us Crunchyroll because I'm saying go to Crunchyroll, everyone. Give me delicious crunchy rolls. Give I could actually rolls. go sushi. I could go. Mm. I could go a crunchy roll right now. I could go. A I could crunchy, always go a crunchy. I could roll. go a sushi. Muffin. You guys are making me hungry. Mm, dear. All right. Now let's get on to our third and final time travel mess. Wi-Fi radio. We'll be there in time. There's 20 minutes of ads. Cinema club. Ah. Uh. We should talk about time travel. We should talk mm. about time travel. So we don't talk about it enough, do we? Before. We need to talk about future, or as the Japanese call it, Mirai. I can see the future. That's beautiful. That's yeah. very good. Anyway, good so we are talking about Mirai no Mirai, or it's just called Mirai in the West. Mm. It essentially translates as Mirai of the future. Yes. So, go the future of the future. Of the future, <laughs> yes. The future is now. <laughs> Now, time this came time. out in 2018. Like we said, this is another uh, great work from uh, Hosoda Mamoru. Mm-hmm. This thing um, 
This won some serious awards. This did beautiful. really well. I remember when this came out and I was like, this is so good. Mm. Like, I didn't see it until recently. There's but when it was really coming out, it. it was everywhere all the time. Yeah, and I mean, it's so heartwarming. But oh my God, the crying children. Please stop. Okay, but this one didn't make me cry. So I'm going to take the crying children over me crying. Oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> the children were done very, very well in mm. that they were characterized to be exactly how children generally are. Yeah, they did a really good job of actually giving you the vibe of what it would actually be like to be a parent with young children. Like, yes. In particular, the struggle of becoming a parent where you've already got a child who's aware that they're They've got ownership of stuff, you know. It's about bringing a second child into a home and how that changes the dynamic. Yeah, because oh, yeah, because uh, now that first child isn't getting all of the love and attention, and mm. so they start throwing tantrums and acting out. So, I should probably give you guys a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, this follows a young family in the suburbs: mm-hmm. uh, mother, father, family dog, and a little four-year-old boy. And they're just welcoming in their new addition, as mentioned, the youngest baby sister, Mirai. So the boy quickly becomes jealous, mm-hmm. um, and uh, what else does a four-year-old do but throw tantrums when jealous? Just yeah. make demands and just be loud. I mean, like, I understand it, but it's infuriating. <laughs> I'm sure at some stage you were a tantrum for But then, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> then something fascinating seems to start to happen on kind of a regular basis involving a glowing tree. Mm-hmm. It's an oak tree set in the middle tree. of the house. We've we've all been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what happens is, uh, whenever Ota starts to storm into the garden for not getting his way, a mysterious change occurs. Time travel-ish, but he's visited by a small but familiar assortment of characters that help him through getting used to this whole paradigm shift in his life. These characters will include an older version of his baby sister, Mirai. Mm-hmm. A humanoid version of their dog, Yuko. I loved him. And a visit to his great-great-grandfather. Which is very cool, that scene. Oh, it's... I, that, was, that gave me chills a little. I was yeah, like, this was, is a beautiful oh, scene. It's, it's so sweet. This whole thing, it is very much more of a child-centric movie. It's mm. definitely a kid's movie. But there is something very... Uh, mature about some of the themes yeah definitely absolutely yeah they're definitely especially with the grandfather Mm. there is a lot more like more adult themes but i think the film itself whilst from a child's perspective can be related to from kind of anyone of any age easy Mm. watching for sure oh yeah definitely something i really loved and spotted in that first scene before he goes um you know sort of time hopping if you will is that when he's pulling out books to find a book to show to Mariah's little sister, he pulls out a book called The Magic Garden and throws it behind him. <laughs> he never puts that book away. He's mm. ne- you never see it appear again. Whoa. That is making the garden magical. Ah. You think so? That, that, that's kind it of... It also had... Yeah. I originally thought he threw it away because I had an older sister and a younger brother on the cover as well. Uh, <laughs> which also fits into what happens. It does. Yeah, yes, it yeah. does. Whoa, all the pieces are coming together. <laughs> yes, it's all coming no, together. But, yeah, for me watching this, it's like for all the little changes that happened and just the hilarious ways that these uh, future characters interacted with him and like interacted with his life in little ways, like trying to stay out of sight from the parents and stuff. Yeah. It had a kind of a like a Japanese Alice in Wonderland vibe for me. Mm. Yeah, it did. Also, can I just say, that house, man, I'd love to live there. Oh, man, that'd oh, be... It was... 
I would fall down all of those stairs all the time. <laughs> yes, but... it's this uh, four-tiered kind of a house where, like, I think there's more than the that, living too. area is at the top, and then it goes down a tier. There's, like, the kitchen living area down a tier. There's a nice garden down a tier play area for the kids. Mm. Sort of it's... a bit like my old... Actually, mine and your old place that we rented, like, five or six years ago oh, in South Perth. Rosebury? Yeah. Yeah, Rosebury, yeah. That was... That place was a, a weird Warren. Yeah. yeah. Like, clearly they started out with a little house at the top, but it was and on the hillside, so they kept building down oh, the hill. Oh, no. Oh, that was bad. crazy. It was great. Love for it. entertaining. Yes. I love in the first, speaking of the house, um, in a very, like, basically the first minute of the film, you kind of get a bird's eye view of the house. And it's kind oh, of the yeah. suburb area with all these big houses. And then you see the small house right in the middle. Mm. It's just sort of slotted into it. Yeah. It's kind of like the space is only big enough for the house. And then there's a huge long garden out the front. And I think it kind of helps you understand that they're, they are a young family. Mm. It kind of... And the father is an architect. So that's yes. sort of, and it's explained in sort of like a throwaway line where the mother, I mean, sorry, the grandmother is commenting in a place going, ah, figures, you've married an architect and they live in a weird place like yes. this. Yeah. It just kind of helps fit in and, like, make you understand where they at, they're at as, like, a young couple is yeah. that they can't, they probably can't afford big fancy things. They both have great jobs, but they can't afford these big fancy things. So mm. they make a home with what they have. Yeah. Mm. Uh, one thing I do like a lot is that the film transitions really seamlessly between locations thanks to that magical garden. Mm. Like, they don't have to spend a massive amount of time setting the new scene. It Like... Um, when he ends up in that aircraft hangar, for instance, like mm. it was just there was a wind blowing, and then the actual clouds that come through help transition it. It goes mm. to white, and then you suddenly see what he sees, and you're like, "Oh, we've changed location." Okay, oh, cool. And now. I think the art style changes a little, not for the mm. characters themselves, but mm. for the background. Like, yeah, especially the time. Uh, in one moment, he goes to meet his mother when she was his age, mm. which is such an unusual concept to think about if mm. you like put yourself in his shoes mm. and um it's more like watercolored yeah. the background yeah. the setting it's there's a lot of like use of watercolor less hard lines it's it's, it's, it's almost like uh, depending on the time period they go into it um will reflect the style mm -hmm. of animation that would be used exactly yeah. yes but I, I loved it and I, I think in particular like i mean there's so many beautiful scenes in this film. Let's let's be honest. Like, mm -hmm. couldn't experience your snow for the first time, which is in like the first oh, scene, is it was adorable. So cute. You know, um, Kun meaning his mum as a child is adorable. It's charged with emotions. The horse and motorbike scenes, they're so just incredibly mm -hmm. done, as we mentioned. Um, the train station scene is creepy as. Oh, oh that really threw me. Yeah. To um, and then the visuals used in that family index family tree scene are wonderfully done. It showcases like important moments in the family's history, which connects to lots of throwaway comments that have been used. Exactly. It's like, um, I believe they talk about how the grandfather won a race mm. to like, uh, get his, to get the uh, grandfather to promise to marry him or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I might've messed that up. A uh, grandfather, great grandfather mm -hmm. won a race against the great-grandmother great to convince her to marry him. He but proposed. he had a bad leg. So they're yeah. like debating over whether this was fact or just sort of like a big fish tale. Mm. Yeah, he proposed and... and she said, if you can beat me to that tree, then I'll say yes. Yeah. He had a bad leg. And then the grandmother said, well, that can't be true because he had a bad leg. He couldn't run. Mm -hmm. And so that there's a bit of a reveal in that last bit. And there's also... um. When they're going through that whole index, looking at all the different time things mm. out of order or like in order, I, I time travel. <laughs> uh, the visuals are very, very similar to Girl Who Let Through mm. Time. Yeah, Absolutely, definitely. yeah. Like whenever she would do like a little time jump, like jump into the air and just whoop into a different time. You mean a leap? 
uh, leap years, <laughs> uh, you'd get sort of like these visuals of like the internals of clocks and the big mm. chronometer. And in this, it seemed like exactly the same thing, but more like a giant family tree lineage mm. thing. It's just like, okay, if you do another movie, are you going to do that again? I think he might. It seems to be sort of like his sort of style. Yeah, now that I think about it, as they're kind of going into this like family tree, they literally go into a tree and they're all kind of looking at all of the different like uh, the branches diff- of it. The branches of, of it, yeah. It kind of looks like the rings of a tree as well when they're Ooh. looking down into it. So I, that's actually kind of a cool I mean, aspect of it. Thinking about it now, Summer Wars had some particularly similar visuals. In, oh, when they're in the computer mm, world. Yes, when they're yeah. in sort of like the Netscape. So I believe this is just sort of another sort of like, you know, marker point of the uh, director and artist's style. Yeah, stylistic mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Well, um, what, what I can say is that Growing Up Mariah is pretty cool. Oh, she's uh, great. Yeah. E- even though she is technically the younger sister, her character acts as a mature older sister caring for her little brother mm-hmm. who's time traveling. It's just so heartwarming. It's beautiful. And hilarious, especially when he's like, play, let's play the B game. Yes. He's <laughs> <B game. laughs> just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to use that. If yeah, I ever have great. kids, like. And it's. <laughs> uh, there's another thing <laughs> I feel like I need to mention because. When they were showing off the house, like that whole mm-hmm. slanted mm-hmm. tier system, there were moments where they used, and I know we kind of touch on this every now and then, but camera work mm-hmm. in an animated production. Like there was this beautiful oh, pan and slide down to mm-hmm. each section, showing the dad sort of like cleaning up in a different way or yeah. doing some different kind of housework or busy work. Mm-hmm. And I just, oh, I was very drawn in just from that because oh, camera work makes magic from the mundane. I say it. Yep, fair, fair. Well, the good news is is that with Mariah, you can watch it. Um, it once again, it depends on region, but it is available on Netflix mm-hmm. and Amazon Prime Video. Um, but if you can't get it on them, you can buy it through Amazon Prime around the world. You can buy it through Apple. Um, I think even Microsoft Store has it now as well. Mm-hmm. And Hulu. I, th- I think it was Hulu was the last one. But um, yeah, th- there are ways to purchase and get hold of it um, if you can't you know, stream it locally and it's not that expensive like three bucks oh, so and that's, yeah, it's that's great. totally worth and it especially at the moment like if your kids are at home this might be a good one to put on for them to make them learn oh, yeah. <laughs> slip this in between some ghibli productions it's like it, it fits in really it well fit in seamlessly yeah hmm. but yeah um but yeah look that's a, pretty much all the time we've got to talk about mm. mariah but I, I would give this uh four screaming children <laughs> <laughs> i don't think this is like one of those things that's going to become a classic light girl who like for a time yeah. but it is a great kind of thing right to see. It's mm. something worth seeing, I'd it say. It definitely Absolutely. is. And I, I wanted to see this when it first came out, but it didn't show in our cinemas here, which mm. was really frustrating. Or if it did, it was like one night and I was mm-hmm. at work or something like that. But who knows? Anyway, we better head on off. Kawaii Fi Radio. Yes, you love the bagpipes, don't you, Kenny? Embrace the bagpipes. Well, that is, of course, all the time we do have for this episode, which seems to happen very quickly most mm. of the time, doesn't it? So thanks so much for joining us. And, you know, if you did have any thoughts on what we've been talking about, drop them in the comments below. We'd love to hear and see what you think. Next episode, it's season in review time. What? 
Wait, seriously? Yeah, I don't know how we got here so quickly. But that was barely, I mean, everything got delayed, yep. sure, but oh. You can say that time has flown by. Oh, no. no time travel. No. Time has gone backwards. That's what's happened here. It's it just not okay. Um, but look, um, we, we'll be looking at the shows that have come out this season, what we thought about them. Um, the ones that obviously got delayed, we'll leave until they're completely finished to mm-hmm. maybe do, or, or until they've re-aired and then do another chat about them later. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's obviously only so much we can do with what's happening with coronavirus. Yeah. If you've enjoyed listening, make sure you like and subscribe to our latest episodes. To get your latest episodes straight to your device. Yes. And uh, don't forget to head over to our Instagram and Facebook pages for breaking anime news and videos. Yes. Now, you've been listening to Wi-Fi Radio. Thanks once again so much for joining us. And until next time, watch, watch some anime! anime.